Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 45, the Vessel Album Wrap-Up. If it's a bit choppy at all today, that's because I'm stopping and pausing every so often to make sure my live Instagram updates are posting properly. Um, because I thought it'd be fun, um, but less intimidating than doing live, because that's basically listening to me without editing, which kind of, in my opinion, defeats the purpose of editing, (laughs) but also probably because, you know, perfectionism, and it's scary. So, we are halfway done with the current albums, and that's weird, It simultaneously goes fast and slow, and, like, I think no matter what, um, I know that I'm going to stick with the band as long as the band goes, Um, even if that means, you know, going periods of times without podcasts once I've caught up fully, but it's still this weird sadness of, oh, we're halfway. Which, technically speaking, who knows if we are podcast-wise, because, I mean, there's so many more videos, and there's, you know, a couple singles, and so we we have so much content still. So, of course, there's, there's not too much to be sad about, because there's still plenty to talk about. Um, but I, yeah, so um, I haven't done one of these in a while. I think it's been, it's been over a year since I've done an album wrap-up. Yeah, so I I really like these, though. Um, It's probably more annoying for my editing self because I meander a bit more because it's less structured, but at the same time, it's nice because it's less structured. Um, I probably say the same thing every time, but it's nice to not feel like I have to cover. Like, I just get to decide what I talk about. And I don't have to feel like I didn't cover everything because it's not like there's a certain number of lyrics I'm getting through or anything like that. So it's pretty liberating. Um, And these, yeah, I feel like I say the same thing every time. So moving in to Vessel, I feel like I've already explained like basic fun facts. If you really want to know the full background, honestly, I was too lazy this time. So feel free to go to the Wikipedia page um, for any just very technical album background facts. Um, But we are here more to dig into themes, um, the cover art, and you know, the fun bits that we always do with quizzes and questions. So uh, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. And it's a Friday night and I'm happy. So let's jump in. So for starters, we're analyzing the cover art. um, And especially, we are going to be digging in to the title, of course, because we have a lot of scripture to back this up. This is a very spiritual album title. So there's two different definitions for vessel, and the first one I'm going to focus on is a container holding something. And from what I briefly glanced at on the Wikipedia, I think this is the main way Tyler describes what vessel is um, and what the album means as a whole. And I forget exactly what it said, but 
basically the description of how he explained it and what it supposedly meant was hilarious to me because it's like, okay, you're clearly sending a Christian message, but not saying that directly. So that was just humorous to me. But in this case, of course, the container is our bodies and what it's holding is the Holy Spirit um, for those of us who are Christians. We see our bodies described as temples for the Holy Spirit. I believe in... At some point very early on, it describes our bodies as vessels. Um, not vessels, sorry. It describes our bodies as temples for the Holy Spirit. Um, but so, some other specific scripture includes Numbers 5.17, where it describes, And the priest shall take holy water in an earthenware vessel, which I just think is another image of how our bodies are holding something holy the earth juxtaposed against the holiness um, and both coming into intimate contact that realistically shouldn't happen but it does through jesus's sacrifice and salvation and then with second timothy um, it's mentioned that we or the the subjects of Second uh, Timothy, rather, are vessels for honor after being cleansed. And this further shows that the more we are seeking after um, the Lord and the more that we are allowing him into our hearts and allowing him to soften our hearts and the longer we live with him, he continues to mold and shape us and take us from an empty vessel into a vessel that can be honorable and um, of course throughout this entire process we have the holy spirit who is interceding for us in prayer who is interceding for groanings too deep for words and um, who continues to bring about honor to our bodies which is amazing um, as someone who's currently struggled and continues to struggle a lot with body image and growing in external confidence it's so refreshing to know that Obviously, I know that our my body is not just for looks, um, but it holds such a deeper purpose, you know, especially being a woman. A woman's body holds so much purpose for bringing life into the world, but um, even just knowing even more importantly is a spiritual layer of what our bodies do, which is provide the space for the Holy Spirit to enter into and yeah, it's crazy the, the amount of responsibility God gave us in allowing our bodies to be vessels to the Spirit. It's quite miraculous and pretty unheard of, especially when you consider other religions where it's like the, the higher deities are generally like not able to go anywhere near humans. And obviously for the longest time, we also were not. Um, in the Old Testament, we see in the temple, you know, only priests, um, very particular people can enter into the Holy of Holies, um, which is the room closer to God, for lack of a better term. I don't remember all the technical terms, but yeah, the the way that Jesus has come back and torn the veil in two, and now we um, not only don't have a separation for communicating with God, but he even gave us a piece of himself to live inside us is it really is amazing in a very genuine sense of the word that is so overused, of course, and awesome um, as well. And it's something that we definitely don't 
think about enough. I feel like, especially in Western Christianity, the Holy Spirit is not given enough limelight, and it very much deserves it. And not only that, but its implications for how amazing our bodies are, which is also something that's, you know, intrinsic as we read passages like Psalm 139. Our, our bodies were not hidden from him when they were made, um, and yet society so badly wants us to feel insecure about these very bodies that are, are holy and are vessels, not just to bring the gospel to people, but to carry peace of God. And so the other side of the coin to vessel, oh, I forgot one of the most important passages. Um, before I move on, 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 12. I love this passage. This is one of the first things I thought of when I heard Vessel. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies for we who live are always being given over to death for jesus's sake so that the life of jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh so death is at work in us but life in you and i love this juxtaposition that we also in a way see in the cover art for vessel um, of how we're simultaneously victim to death and inevitably going towards death but at the same time we've We've been given the ultimate symbol of life, which is the Lord living inside our broken bodies and how those two tensions are constantly rubbing up against each other. I think this passage really conveys that well and um, in a different way really conveys the ideas of Trench too. I think there are a lot of similarities between Vessel and Trench's albums um, and I'll get to a little bit of that later. As well. So the second definition of vessel that I pulled out is a person in whom some quality, and specifically it said such as grace, is infused. And that is the definition of the gospel and the gift that grace has given us. Um, this is perfectly conveyed through Ephesians 2 8 through 9. These are some of my favorite books of the Bible as well. I love Corinthians. I love all the letters. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And it's a quality we all are infused with. It's more so if we choose to accept it or not. And that's the coolest part to me about music that I may have mentioned before is... I can see God's imprint in non-Christian music, um, those who are don't believe in the Lord, um, and yet there's just so much evidence of, of how they're imprinted in the exact same way that Christians are, and I just think that's, that's one of the coolest things about humanity is we, we can't escape the ways that we mirror and mimic the Lord because we all were created by him. And everything that has a creator is inevitably going to, what's the word, embody their creator in some way, shape, or form. 
and I think that's a prime example of how we do. So the cover art, as you know, um, for those of you who are also very avid fans, is very simple, much more simple than self-titled and regional at best, but still very important and like I said, mirrors these definitions of vessel well. Um, we have Tyler and Josh's grandparents, uh, specifically their grandpas on the front. Josh's grandpa is on the left and Tyler's is on the right. Both have now passed, so it's also cool to see how they are they get to be forever memorialized on this album. I have a hunch, and I feel like I've heard both of them even just briefly talk about their grandpas. I think their grandpas are people that they very much look up to and are probably incredibly encouraged and inspired by. I can only imagine even spiritually how much inspiration their grandpas have been for them. Obviously, I don't know all the ins and outs of their families or anything, but I I feel like there's strong reason to believe they're, they're probably both Christians as well. And on the back, we have Tyler and Josh standing behind their respective grandpas in their skeleton shirts slash zip-up hoodies with the skeleton heads um, zipped up over their faces. I think... Obviously, it's a very simple and straightforward and kind of quirky cover, and that's probably what their emphasis was, but I think it shows a good, again, tension of what I talked about, of you have life on the front and death on the back, and how we are to be ever-present in the flesh and to be present in the life and the grace that God has given us by day, um, but that we are also to try to keep in mind that the very close other focus we should constantly have following us or standing behind us is this idea that we are inevitably going to die and to live in light of that truth that for as much life as we're trying to spread to others through the gospel, through um, joy and the fruits of the spirit, we also have a duty to keep the ending in mind. And we also have been given the spiritual perspective to keep the ending in mind so that we can live in accordance with the mission that's been implanted and continues to tug in our heartstrings with the Holy Spirit. And so in that way, I really like the juxtaposition of them standing behind their grandpas. And then, of course, with the skeleton imagery, it's also just reminiscent of our literal vessel of our bodies so really that's all i had to say on the cover art very straightforward and so as a recap just because why not the track list is ode to sleep holding on to you migraine house of gold car radio semi-automatic screen the run and go fake you out guns for hands trees and truce there are 12 tracks and the music videos were Ode to Sleep, Holding On to You, Migraine, House of Gold, Car Radio, Guns for Hands, and Truce. Seven of the twelve, over half of the songs got music videos. And I really like how the music videos are, at least some of them are relatively simple. Obviously because they were just getting started with that type of thing and 
having funds for that, but I think it also is encouraging, especially to new creators or aspiring creators, that um, it doesn't take a lot to create something like a video, and if you really want to, you can use whatever you have. Um, similar to what I've talked about, even just with creating a podcast, um, you don't have to have anything fancy, despite, you know, pressures of perfectionism and even money and possessions that the world shoves at us. You can you can just show up exactly where you're at with your phone, and that includes videography. So don't be afraid to start with where you're at. Um, that's what they did, and I love all the ways that they continue to remind me of that truth. Okay, now that we have a refresher of all the tracks, and as you're probably swirling through all the things we have talked about, let's move into the thematic analysis. Feel free to pull up the track list as we are going through the thematic analysis. Um, there's quite a few themes on this album, but there's also a lot of um, ways that we see God, ways that we see Jesus, ways that we see the Holy Spirit and the Holy Trinity as a whole. And of course, potentially even more so than the first two albums, there's quite a few times we see Satan or his forces alluded to. So the first theme that I pulled out is spiritual warfare. I think this is the most prevalent thing. This is always top of mind for me. And when I really looked through visually, because I have the nice full sheet of lyrics from the vinyl next to me, it's really cool to see the pattern and really the yeah, the spiritual warfare narrative that it has crafted. Um, I think even if not intended, the narrative of the flow is very well done. And I think just the, the order of the songs in terms of spiritual warfare is, it could not have been better. It's so ideal for that. The structure is so good. Um, and so we start off with Ode to Sleep and this immediate struggle with darkness, with evil, all this stuff crowding in. And then we flip over to Hope with Holding On To You. And then we, f we get sucked back into struggle and pain with migraine. And then we have a little sweet reprieve with House of Gold. And then we get sucked back into hardship in car radio, and that continues in semi-automatic. And then we have a lot of guilt and shame, and we are trying to find some sort of connection with God through screen, and continuing through the run and go, and continuing through Fake You Out, three songs in a row where it's like, so much guilt and shame, but also so much searching for hope. And then we get pulled back down with guns for hands. And then we're crying out again in, in potential hope with trees. And then with truce, it's like, okay, we get a moment where it settles again. There's really only two kind of normal reprieves in a way. And that's House of Gold and Truce. But the vast majority, it's like getting pulled back and forth 
between good and evil, um, between God and Satan. And that is just very poignant to me. And yeah, it's almost a track by track pull. And when it's not pulling, there's there's tension and but it is interesting. Could there be a a meaning to where the two reprieves are? Certainly at the end that makes a lot of sense. Which is ironic because then it's like a teeny bit of a reprieve before heavy dirt is all. <laughs> so it's kind of funny in that sense. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting to me. It almost makes House of Gold very out of place, but at the same time, I think I think there's also a reason House of Gold is, is on here. Um, and I'll get to that very shortly. So the next obvious theme we have is depression and mental health and suicidal ideation in some cases. Um, we see this across migraine, we see this across car radio, semi-automatic, guns for hands, and truce. Almost half of the songs are very prevalently discussing mental health. I think probably this and Blurry Face are the two albums that are most what's the word? I mean, I guess entrenched. They're, they're the two albums that are definitely the most entrenched in mental health themes. Obviously, we still see it through all their albums, but I think they're especially deep and gripping in Vessel and Blurry Face. And that probably also, you know, had to do with kind of potentially where Tyler was at, but I have no idea. So, that being said, I also just see a lot of pain and violence when I look at this this track list, um, we see pain through migraine, which again kind of has to do with spiritual warfare, but also just the pain of a migraine. Um, we see a lot of pain and violence ideas in car radio, in semi-automatic, in, in guns for hands. It's interesting, there's not one but two song titles that are literally about artillery. And then... I thought this was also really worth mentioning is there's a theme of avoidance. We see avoidance in Ode to Sleep in the sense that sleep is definitely a way to numb and in a way to stop having to think and a way to give in to the apathy. We see avoidance through car radio or the lack thereof is um, bringing to light the avoidance that was abundant. We see avoidance in screen, the run and go and fake you out as Tyler struggles with how to communicate and relay things to God and be honest about things. And we see avoidance through trees um, and the lack of honesty and the lack to be still and to be quiet. And then, of course, um, we have a lot of themes throughout for religion, the, you know, spiritual forces themselves. So, with God, we see him through holding on to you, of course, is he's the subject. We see him through screen, the run and go, <laughs> and figure out as Clearly, by now, at this point in the thematic analysis, um, it's very apparent that those three songs are very centered around God and his relationship with God and sin and how that plays out. And then we also see in Trees, 
God is also the subject. Aside from holding on to you, all of those songs overlap. The songs about God overlap with the avoidance songs. So clearly the the main theme with his relationship with God in this album is avoidance, which is interesting. Jesus, I feel like compared to, especially the self-title, Jesus is far less prevalent on this album, but I would say he's present in two songs, or at least alluded to, an ode to sleep. I'm trying to remember what my connection was. Yes, so at the end he's talking about three-time MVP this crime, metaphorically I'm a whore nest denial number four and really it's an allusion to and a parallel to Peter um, and Peter was directly related in his denial to Jesus so I think that specifically would be in reference to Jesus rather than God and then the other time I see him alluded to is in the run and go when he says I have killed a man so very briefly but he is there the Holy Spirit is almost not mentioned at all as well. It's very God and Satan heavy, Um, but I did see the Holy Spirit in the car radio bridge, I would say, when he's talking about we need to think, oh dear, I don't know if we know why we're here, peace when fear will lose. It's very much this this positive spin to break up all the hopelessness and the despair in that song, and I think in a way that's really the spirit coming in and speaking for the groanings that are too deep for words and really providing hope and relief where he feels that there's not. Um, I do think the the spirit can really provide what we're lacking um, when we least expect it. And I think that's a really good way that I see him solely show up on this album and really break up the despair. It feels impossible to do so almost. I like how even if not brought in often, the few times we can see the Holy Spirit working in in any of the albums is always very powerful and it's always bringing in truth when we need it most, whether it's before you start your day or smack dab in the middle of a really depressing song like Car Radio. And then the Holy Holy Trinity, I just said, um, holding on to you really can epitomize not just God, but the entire holy trinity but like i said i feel like satan is more prevalent on this album even potentially than the other two albums um and he definitely rivals god for how often he's alluded to i really don't think i mean yeah i i think for the most part he's always alluded to or at least as demons evil forces all of that is alluded to um which ultimately is commanded by is it commanded by satan to me, they're all, like, subsects of Satan, or at least Satan's mission. Um, so I'm kind of lumping it all together rather than, you know, speaking about every subsect of evil forces. So as as far as that goes, um, we see in Ode to Sleep the persistent evil forces that are closing in on him. Um, we see this with Migraine, we see this with Semi-Automatic, we see this with Guns for Hands, And we even minutely see this in truce when the admittance of the night coming to an end and revealing how much struggle was had is alluded to. So, I really think this album is a good conceptual album of spiritual warfare. I 
Again, I don't know that it was supposed to be, but I think it does a really good job of that. And as such, I think that makes sense that it would be a huge favorite of a lot of fans, especially older fans who are a lot more attached to the spiritual heavy lyrics. Um, because this is really a great example of how spiritual warfare works in real time. Um, it's it's kind of like a memoir of spiritual warfare. And that's very relatable and, and very needed to be spoken upon because we can often trivialize or forget how real of a process that is in the Christian life. So that definitely, it brings to light that yes, we're vessels, but because we're vessels, what we've signed up for is a life of spiritual warfare. And so it's simultaneously like the album is acknowledging the the goodness, but because of that, it's also full of darkness. Because if you're a vessel in a spiritual sense, you've taken on a stance that's going to have opposition. And so I like that we see both the good and the bad of being a vessel and being identified as a vessel in a spiritual sense. And then the one thing I wanted to tag on, um, there was really only one main verse that I pulled out through the course of this album to post in the Facebook group. The one verse I pulled out for this album over the course of doing the podcast was 1 Corinthians 9, 26 through 27. Can you tell that Corinthians are my favorite books of the Bible? Um, and this reminded me, I believe it was holding on to you. And the verse says, so I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Which also kind of speaks for itself in taking a position in spiritual warfare and the idea of boxing and combating so we are on to the very light-hearted portion very goofy portion of the podcast now and that is the quizzes um like normal i believe i've pulled up two quizzes one of them is vessel specific and one of them i just thought would be fun so, first things first with the quizzes, I'm going to see if I can ace this vessel trivia courtesy of Alternative Press, which makes it very official. And secondly, I'm going to see per BuzzFeed what Tony Pilot's album I am. Very important question. So, who's ready to find out? <laughs> You'll probably know more than me, but let's go. So, here we go. Vessel trivia. I have no idea what type of trivia this is going to be. This could go so many different ways. So, I'm very curious. I love these. They're complete, like, shot in the dark if they'll be a good quiz or not. It might even be a bad quiz. I remember there was one, wasn't there one for the self-titled? It was, like, not a good quiz. It was so random. Okay, so, first question. Vessel was Tony Pilot's blank album. First, second, third, or fourth? This is their third. Thank you very much. Oh, it gives us percentages. So 68% people agree with me. Which song marked the album's first single? Holding on to you, Guns for Hands, Car Radio, or House of Gold? Um, 
I am going to guess holding on to you. 54% of people agree with me. Doesn't mean I'm correct, so we'll see. What is the signature item used in the Vessel era? Armband, ski masks, sunglasses, or kimono? I think it's clearly ski masks. Throwback to my research assignment analyzing one of the Vessel promo photos. 90% of people agree with me. (laughs) I think that one's probably correct. Who were the two men featured on the album cover? <laughs> Wait, this is funny. Dunn and Joseph's favorite actors. <laughs> Dunn and Joseph's grandfathers. Dunn and Joseph's fathers. An aged version of Dunn and Joseph to portray a futuristic version of the two. <laughs> Come on. Well, they would have pretty old fathers if those were their fathers. Or they'd be pretty old themselves if, the, if those are their fathers. It's, I mean, we know it's their grandfathers. 92%. 2% thought it was the aged version of them. Tyler Joseph... <laughs> okay, tell me if you're one of the 2%. <laughs> Tyler Joseph taught himself ukulele and House of Gold was the first song he wrote. True or false? Well, I know he taught himself ukulele. I'm gonna say true, why not? What else would he have written? <laughs> Nothing. Um, how many songs are on the album? 9, 10, 11, or 12? It is 12. Because I just know it was a dozen. Which venue was the Car Radio Music Video filmed in? Oh, I know I mentioned this in the pod, but I don't remember. Okay. Newport Music Hall, LC Pavilion slash Express Live, The Basement, or Webster Hall? I'm going to guess LC Pavilion just because it sounds familiar, but I, it could be Newport. I feel like it's one of those two. Only 25% of people agree with me, so I don't know, kids, I don't know. How many songs are certified gold? I'm pretty sure I just saw on the Wikipedia it said all of them. Which is incredible. So I'm going to say all of them. 9, 10, and 11 were the other choices. Vessel was 21 Pilots' first record through blank. Fueled by Ramen, Fearless Records, Hopeless Records, Epitaph Records. It's clearly Fueled by Ramen, but... Shout out to Epitaph Records. Um, I think the main artist I like that is signed there is Honey. So, fun fact. I do not know the other ones. I don't even know if they're real. Part of me feels like they picked Fuel by Ramen just because they thought the name was funny. (laughs) Tyler, is that true? Josh Dunn's Crowd Riser drum solo changes with each album. Which song was it for Vessel? I never thought about this before. Like, I, I know it's true, but I've, I've never considered that fact. Car radio, migraine, ode to sleep, or semi-automatic. I want to say car radio leaves the most room for solo, mostly because of Tyler's climbing that he infamously does during that song. But 
I mean, there's a lot of instrumental moments in Ode to Sleep. Some of you probably know this immediately, but I don't. I'm going to say, I want to say car radio, but I could be wrong. I'm going to say car radio, though. That's my first hunch. Oh, more percentage than Ode to Sleep, so I might be wrong. Okay, the Ode to Sleep music video had archival footage of their first out-of-state show in 2011. How many people were in the audience? Um, 300, 12, 12,000, or 2,000. To be honest, I, I don't know if the out-of-state show is referring to the tiny room or the large room. <laughs> so... I feel like it's between 12 or 12,000, but I don't know which one. I mean, I'm assuming it'd be the large one, right? Because if it's out of state, it's because there's a lot of people wanting it, right? Like, why would they randomly do 12 people outside of the state? I'm going to do 12,000. Oh, no. Most people said 12. I mixed them up, probably. Five tracks from Vessel can also be found on which album? Regional at best. I'm not even going to read you the others. We all know that. What are the five songs? Ooh. Oh to Sleep. Okay, let me just read each and say yes or no. First one. Oh to Sleep. Yes. Car Radio. Yes. Guns for Hands. Yes. Holding on to you. Mm. Okay, migraine is definitely not. Figure out's definitely not. So yeah, it is the first one. Ode to sleep, car radio, guns for hands, holding on to you, and trees. I don't know why I thought for sure trees was just a vessel for some reason. But I know figure out's not, and I know... Tournament Palace shows Ode to Sleep as the track's name after taking suggestions from their hometown audience. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Oh, it's true or false. <laughs> um, I'm going to say actually. Ugh, I might be wrong. I can't decide if the percentages mean that's just what other people vote or that's the correct answer. Which vessel track does the band still end each set with? Okay, we all know this is trees. Think that was the last question? Not bad, but you can do better. <laughs> 10 out of 15. It doesn't even tell me which ones I got wrong. Well, if you got more than 10, let me know. I definitely got the, the 12 versus the 12,000 wrong. <laughs> That's okay. You win some, you lose some. Second quiz. What Twenty-One Pilots album am I? Not specifically Vessel themed, but I thought this would be fun. What do you need right now? I feel, are these going to be like really obvious answers? We'll see. To feel seen in my insecurities. Catharsis and relief from anxiety. Hope. Teenage nostalgia. To ponder the issues of society and social media. To belt in a forest. <laughs> wonder what that one is. Uplifting songs to match the bliss I've been feeling. Yeah, those ones were both very obvious. I'm going to say catharsis and relief from anxiety. 
Favorite non-Josh slash non-Tyler 21 Pilots member, Jay Rizzle. Guys, I don't even know who this is. Chris and Nick. Okay, well, uh, they're flaky. <laughs> so, no. Blurry face. Interesting. Ned. Zach Joseph. <laughs> Rosie. Bobby and Earl. Guys, who's Bobby and Earl? Is that their grandparents' nicknames? I have no idea. Um, so two of those. I don't even know who they are. Clearly, I'm not picking Chris and Nick. <laughs> no shade. I mean, I'm gonna have to say Rosie. Come on, like that's not fair. Okay, pick a pair of shoes. We got some nice uh black boots what would you call those like your, your classic black uh music boot we have some suede nikes that are that are teal we have some more like tennis shoe nikes um we have some white chunky heels we have some doc martens we have some high top black converse and we have some chunky rainbow wedges i mean i love me the first pair of classic black music industry-esque shoes because i don't know what they're called thoughts on religion <laughs> oh my gosh this is here we go guys i tend not to talk about it much i have i have my beliefs and respect the beliefs of others i question religion slash spirituality a lot and like to write slash speak about this God is either dead, hates me, or has never existed. <laughs> I have not really explored my views on religion slash spirituality much yet. I was raised religious, but I am starting to question my religion. I have found a lot of peace and hope from religion slash spirituality. I think this is hell that we are living in right now. <laughs> Option that's not there. I have a literal religious podcast about this band. Um, so I'm going to have to go with the peace and hope from religion slash spirituality. Favorite song from the newest album, Scale Nicey, No Chances, Shy Away, Saturday, Good Day, Choker, Bounce Man, Mulberry Street, Redecorate, Formidable, Never Take It, or The Outside. Wow, they really put all the songs. Overall, it's it's gotta be Choker. Did it work? Oh no, it froze. Okay, here we go. How do you feel about life at the moment? Cynical of society, but appreciative of those around me. Happy, comma, finally. <laughs> I've been through a lot, but I'm starting to find hope. Emotional. Insecure. A lot. I have a lot of feelings. Things are chaotic right now. Honestly, I just really want tacos. <laughs> that is hysterical. I would say... I mean, emotional is just a classic state of my being, so, you know, do that. Self? I got self-titled. You love to feel emotions in their entirety, to undergo catharsis. You're the kind of person to look out car windows wistfully, pretending to be the main character in a movie. Parentheses. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is pretty accurate with the car thing, that, you know... My favorite thing of growing up was car rides, putting the headphones in, listening to music, 
for hours. My favorite thing was when we would drive all the way to Florida. I'd spend half the time listening to music, half the time reading. And like, I don't, I don't need anything else. Just give me snacks, cozy seat, music, and books. And we're set. Let me know what you guys got. I want to know what album you are and if it suits you. And if you're also a main character like me, looking out the window wistfully, let me know. Finishing her out with the fan questions. So this is where I'm bidding Instagram adieu. See ya. Favorite song off Vessel. This for me is a tie between Migraine and Trees. Um, migraine is the epitome of spiritual warfare for me. Um, Anytime I'm going through like anything of any type of negative or just confusing degree, I will put migraine on. And of course, when I have migraines, I will put migraine on. Yeah, I think I can just remember so many times whether I was um, listening to it in the basement of my parents' house or um, listening to it in my dorm room, at college, all the different places I lived in college. Every single, let's see, I've lived in four different places in college, my parents' house, three different places over one of my summers, and now two places. I've listened to this song in at least 11 different living locations. Um, this song is really, yeah, it's, it's been through a lot with me and, um, yeah, I've, I've truly played it in a lot of different situations, whether it's just insecurities, you know, something as, as simple as that, or if it's way more complex, like trauma and trying to heal from immense, immensely damaging and heavy lives. I love how how diverse this song can be and how much it can really speak into. Yeah, it's really encouraging that it can speak into most anything that you need it to speak into. And I think that's what makes it such a powerful song is you can allow it to speak into a billion different things and it's powerful every single time. And Trees I Love, obviously, it's it's very important to the band and the fandom, but it is the epitome of con- their concerts, and when I feel the most that I'm a part of a spiritual symbol and analogy at their concerts, and it's also just impactful when you listen to it on your own and you know, especially if I'm walking around listening to it and looking at trees. I I truly always, almost always think of Narnia when I listen to this song and just all the ways that trees have so many spiritual metaphors and the ways that God just keeps us grounded and present in his nature and in his truth. And sometimes those are kind of one and the same, nature and truth. So... I really love both of those songs, and um, they've both seen me through a lot, and I love that Trees is just there to greet me every single time that I go to a show, and um, I'm always at a different point in my life when I sing that song live, and um, it always means so much in a different way. 
as well. I think both of those songs are very versatile and they have renewed meaning every single time that I encounter them and I think that's what makes them my favorites. What has this album meant to me? One of the first things, of course I I have the vinyl and I actually bought the vinyl because I was doing a project in college and I forget what exactly the assignment was, but I was doing a journalism project and I was interviewing a couple students and discussing how vinyls were becoming very popular. This is right when they were really becoming popular in 2016. Um, Obviously, they're still very popular and so I was kind of analyzing that trend and um, I wanted to partake in the trend so I went to the local vinyl store downtown um, near my college and I saw a vessel there and I bought it. Actually, no. I did go to the local vessel store or (laughs) the local record store but they didn't have any and I really wanted to buy a Tony and Pat's vinyl so it would have been cool if it was there but it, it actually wasn't there. I ended up uh, purchasing it online afterwards but yeah so that was my first and I have that's my that's my first and only um, full vinyl that I own because I don't have a player. Um, I bought it because I knew that I could go home to my parents and they had a player as well. Um, and I have one seven-inch vinyl um, from Wallows, which is my second favorite band. But yeah, those are the only two vinyl that I own. Um, I don't really anticipate getting a player because I, I really don't have a desire to build a collection. Um, I prefer building a CD collection, which I still think, personally, is just so ironic that we've, we've kept vinyl longer than. Um, CD players, um, the irony that the CD is newer than the vinyl and yet it's far less used for some reason. Um, but I think that just means sometime soon it's, it's gonna become popular again. That's my opinion. Um, if cassettes are popular and they're like the least user-friendly mode of, of music, then CDs will definitely become popular again. I don't understand the cassette pad. They're, like, even more annoying to try to use, in my opinion, than vinyl. (sighs) Anyway, I feel like I didn't even properly start explaining. So, so I, I think of that when I think of Vessel, because that's the copy of Vessel that I own. Um, and I also think of bonding with my siblings, and specifically before and after the first Stone and Pilots concert I went to with my siblings. I would play that that record at my parents a lot, and so I remember that time period in the summer of 2016 when I listened to the vinyl a lot, and I remember we we were all listening to it. My my sister Cassie and I were listening to it the most together after the concert because um, I think that's one of her, if not her favorite album as well, and. I think that concert really solidified her enjoyment of their music. At least that was my understanding. And so, yeah, I think Vessel for me, you know, I didn't know it at the moment when it came out, but I was entrenched in it um, very shortly after finding the band in 2015 and 2016. And so it reminds me of my first concert and it reminds me of bonding with my siblings over that. 
Um, one of the only bands, I feel like, that all four of us in our diverse music tastes um, have listened to. So that's also what makes Twenty One Pilots special. Um, I think this album, which a lot of people probably resonate with, and it's probably why it's generally a fan favorite, um, is the epitome of You're Not Alone. And aside from the spiritual warfare, I think it's just very relatable in constantly bringing up mental health trials. And again, I think it's just a really good memoir of someone going through pain, but also finding silver linings along the way in real time. And I think that makes it a really memorable album that sticks out for people um, and is one that, that people have clung to again and again, for sure. It reminds me of Resilience, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, but fighting against self-absorption, the fact that there are a couple of reprieves with House of Gold, especially, and Truce. Um, we see these moments where he's he pulls his head up out of the spiritual warfare that he's undergoing, and he focuses on other people. And unfortunately, um, I think one of the biggest downfalls of mental illness, and really one of the ways that Satan twists it the most, is it makes us very self-absorbed. And I say that as, as someone who has struggled immensely with various things. And I also say that as someone who's been offended by people who will just be like, oh, depression's selfish. There's so many layers, and there's certainly not any sort of black and white statement that's ever going to cover it. But I think it is clear through the way this album is structured and through the way mental health presents itself throughout this album that it, it is something that's very self-absorbed because it's all focused on, on what you're going through and not in a way that's like invalidating what you're going through but I think as I've again struggled a lot with body image lately one of the frustrations of this struggle is I feel self-absorbed you know to be constantly fixated on what my body looks like when I know that I care so much about other people and I just, I want to be spending so much more of my time focused on others and whether it's praying for them, whether it's just living life with them, whether it's listening to them and what they're going through. And it is a good coping skill to focus on others in one way or another, whether spiritually, whether emotionally, mentally. When we are really going through a rough patch, it's obviously very counterintuitive we're going through a rough patch but the sooner we can realize that life's bigger than what's going on in our brain and our own experience and um, it's also about what's going on for those around us um, I think the sooner we we break the spell that Satan tries to hold over us of this is everything and it's defining you and yeah so I think this is really a depiction through the track listing of, of the negative effects of any sort of mental illness, not one in particular, because of how often it's, it's focused on the internal struggle than, than others. And again, I don't think that's, I'm not meaning to shame or invalidate by any means, but more just um, observe that that's, that's literally what, what we see through this album and um, it's literal evidence of that 
pattern and and those spiritual warfare tendencies in the midst of the struggles. This album also reminds me of creative inspiration with poetry. As I mentioned, Migraine was also an inspiration for a poem that I wrote in my Intro to Creative Writing class. Um, But also, I remember I wrote a couple things that I, I don't think I haven't even read hardly or I don't even know where they are but I remember trying so hard to write things that were like Tyler and it was just so cringy like obviously it helped me get into poetry more because I so desperately wanted to write like him like Boris lyrics like have you ever done that when you skin your eyes like I remember writing that whole thing out just because I thought it was so cool and then trying to write a poem after that um that was way less cool but yeah Vessel as a whole just reminds me of me being very new to consistent creative writing in 2016 and just really wishing I could be Tyler Joseph for lack of having established my voice yet and but also the the courage of like you have to start somewhere and if that means kind of using what you know and playing off of someone you admire um, that's better than nothing and it, it is If nothing else, it helps to start by emulating what you enjoy and the types of things that you want to write about. Um, And and similarly, this album really inspired me to want to have active and consistent mental health advocacy in my own life and use my own struggles just like Tyler used through this album to relate to others, to prove that they're not alone, and to break the stigma. And yeah, this album is very positive in that it's not avoiding the hard things and I think that also is what makes it so refreshing and so popular for listeners. Where does Vessel rank among my album ranking? Vessel ranks number two. Um, Like many others, it is very high in my ranking. It's not number one. As I think I've mentioned many times, trench no surprise is my number one but like i said i do think there are a lot of similarities between trench and vessel specifically i do think they both are very spiritual warfare heavy trench just kind of goes a step further and creates the imagery of that a bit more so they have similarities but there's just a lot more imagery touches to trench that i i really connect with as well as just personal subjective song meanings that I connect with that are very subjective but yeah I would say Vessel is number two um, because it is so spiritually powerful and mentally powerful and those are two big values and priorities in my life mental health and spirituality again not because those things are not present on the other albums but I think the lyrics are very well written. I think he has a lot of good flow and rhythm in a lot of these songs. I think I have a new appreciation for the song order, knowing the spiritual narrative, spiritual warfare narrative it's crafting. And I feel like Vessel tracks are probably the go-to tracks that I would share if someone hasn't listened to Tony and Pilots or wants to get a sense of what they're like. Because in a way, Vessel's probably a the epitome for a lot of people of what Tony and Pilots is. It's has a lot to do with mental health, a lot to do with spirituality and introspection and honesty and vulnerability and all of the main elements of who Tony and Pilots is really are. 
characterized through vessel as well as just their mission of being vessels is characterized through vessel so it does a good job of explaining the band showcasing why i love the band but trench is like even more personal to me and that's why it tops vessel and then the final thing that was brought to me by Sam from Instagram is the question, how does Vessel connect to the lore of later albums? And as many know, and some may not, um, there's a lot of lore that comes in Antonio Pilot's albums with the newer three albums that we're now going to be digging into. And so there's always a lot of analysis and theories and questions about lore, um, especially from newer fans and just fans in general who are really into the new albums. I think it's interesting. There's definitely a divide in their discography. And I think at this point, there's kind of a divide in the fandom too. Not to call him out, he may eventually listen to this podcast, but there's someone I know who essentially said that he thought uh, Vessel was the last good Tony and Pilots album. And I, th- I do think a lot of people share that sentiment. And my hunch is because a lot of them, not all, but at least of people I know, um, a lot of these people with similar sentiments are people who are Christian. And I think it is very clear that the first three albums are very spiritually um, blunt and spiritually upfront and the second three albums or the newer three albums are less so and some may even believe um, are not spiritual um, or are barely spiritual and that is um, exactly why I am here (laughs) to be honest. I of course was was excited to analyze self-titled and original at best and vessel but um i think i'm honestly more excited to analyze blurry face and trench and scaled and icy because it takes a lot more analysis it takes a lot more critical thinking it takes a lot more literary tools to spiritually analyze these albums and in a way, I feel like that's Tyler's intent because, as I said, he's always valued thinking. I don't think it's a mistake that every album requires more thinking than the previous. I also think, realistically, that starting with Blurry Face, we see a turn in the fandom and thus um, huge expansion of people listening to the band and as such, their target audience shifts dramatically. Um, who they are trying to reach shifts dramatically even in terms of belief and because of that I think it makes sense that they're not going to explain spirituality or talk about it in the same way as the first three albums because it's a completely different audience and the average listener is is completely different and so really it makes sense that the the metaphors and the content and the lyrics are completely different because the audience is completely different and it it would kind of be weird if they continued the same thing and the same tactic because it wouldn't really be very self-aware of the changes in their fandom so 
that obviously has not yet answered the question, but I think all of that is very much worth bringing up and bringing to light. I think everyone can agree that there's so much spirituality in the first three albums, but not everyone can agree or necessarily thinks that about the newer three. I named my podcast Entrench for a reason, and this is exactly why I'm here and excited to be here. And yes, it it doesn't... (laughs) For lack of a better term, I feel like this is going to sound really egotistical, but it doesn't really take a specialist to analyze the first three, but I think it does take a specialist to analyze the final three, and um, I really feel like my entire life has led up to this with my um, majors, my degrees, (laughs) and my tone of research, and yes, this is the, the epitome of why I exist. That being said, in terms of lore, I know I premised the entire existence of this podcast with, with this, but I think it's definitely worth mentioning again as we dig into lore on top of the songs themselves and the albums themselves. My goal is not to tell you what the lore like fully means. I'm not here to tell you theory-wise, technicality-wise, like what it means. I'm here to tell you through a Christian lens what it means. And so just know that if you are looking for a comprehensive understanding of just phantom-wise what the lore is, um, this isn't the best place. But know that my purpose of having this podcast is to show you that Tony and Pilots can be used as a spiritual tool and as such the lore is going to be analyzed and viewed through a Christian lens. Yes, so there's obviously meaning beyond what I'm saying, but that's not the point of this podcast. So I'm purely analyzing everything through a Christian lens. So again, just as a disclaimer, if anyone's ever going to be like, well, you're just reading into things or, I don't know, whatever um, similar type of criticism you might have. Yes, I am, because that is the point of this podcast. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to tell you exactly what Tyler and Josh are thinking. I'm, I'm trying to tell you how you can use this as a Christian tool. With that disclaimer out of the way, I personally think the spiritual warfare in this album is the basis for the lore essentially to me is the basis through which he created the lore, if that makes sense. I don't think anything on Vessel like literally adds to the lore of Blurry Face or Trencher Skelter in Icy. I think spiritually wise, he's laid out all of his beliefs and his spiritual struggles in the first three albums and so i think really his creation of lore his creation of characters his creation of a new a a fantastical world right is just a retelling it's just a reconceptualization of everything he's already said spiritually he's saying the same thing in the three new albums as he's saying in vessel he's just using different devices to say it And so with that in mind, know that as we go into the lore, and if you don't understand the lore, that might help you 
um, at least in our case, understand the lore better is just think of it as everything you've already heard him say in the first three albums, but now he's just characterizing it differently. And hopefully that'll make it less intimidating because I know a lot of people don't even realize there's lore or they do know there's lore and they've not even touched it because it's overwhelming or it just seems like this weird phantom thing or even like a, a younger kid thing or I don't know I don't know what people's opinions towards lore are in general but I think it's really creative and it's it's a really cool way to cater to a younger audience um, and still give them the spiritual allegories that they need to find curiosity in god and to take a stand spiritually because we don't wage against flesh and blood but against spiritual things that being said i hope you guys are excited for what's to come yeah there's so many music videos there's so many songs there's a lot of lore and truthfully i'm gonna have to like reacquaint myself with a lot of it i feel like there's not much for blurry face though like i feel like blurry face needs explaining but beyond blurry face i feel like there's not really much lore beyond fan theories for blurry face so i feel like more of it is for trench and skill i see so but yes just know if you're if you are a fan who is more skeptical of the newer albums there's a lot of spirituality here and um i'm excited to share that with you and maybe even give you a more positive view on the newer music that you Maybe some fans haven't even, like, touched yet because of, of whatever reason. So, yes, I hope you are as excited as I am because my whole life has led up to this analysis that, that we're going to dive into very soon. So, with that being said, friends, I truly do still want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, video, or do an album wrap-up with me. There's still three. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast. You can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from you. Tune in next time for Heavy Dirty Soul. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, Entrench, you're not alone.